0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Pater, a Penn State football show, along with former Penn State and NFL quarterback Matt McGloin. I'm Tom Hannafin. This show was brought to you by our sponsors Funk Brewing, the official craft beer partner of Pater. This month, be sure to check out their Sour Power Watermelon Ale, the R&D Experimental IPA, and their very popular Funkadelphia IPA in a new burgundy and baby blue can for baseball season. Heads up. Phillies fans, Funk has so many great beers to choose from at their tap rooms in Emmaus, Elizabethtown, and York in Pennsylvania. You can find a variety of Funk Brewing beers at your favorite beer distributor and grocery store. Visit funkbrewing.com to learn where and how you can get their fantastic products. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. Please drink responsibly. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop and point at BetOnline. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups and game trends at BetOnline. Updated odds for every live game, especially the Final 4 this weekend and the championship game itself. BetOnline is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your bonus. Paydirt is presented by betonline.ag, where the game starts. Also, we invite you to head to shop.believe.com. That's shopb and search Pater for our two t-shirts. One is the official show logo over the heart. It comes in white, navy blue, and black. And the other is a navy blue t-shirt. It has the Paydirt wordmark over the heart. And on the back, circa the 2012 Penn State football season, it has Matt McLoyne's name and number. Again, head to shop.believe.com. That's shopb and search pater for our two t-shirts spring ball rolls on the practices are winding down in the next few weeks obviously we've talked about it a bunch the blue white game itself which will be an actual game is going to be on saturday april 15th at 2 p.m eastern i believe uh so that is going to be something that's really fun the positive thing about this year is that according to James Franklin's recent comments that the offensive line uh, is healthy altogether for the most part, you know, some guys are still working their way back, but it's very different than it was last year. Offensive and defensive lines seem to be in good shape, at least in regards to the injury report. Definitely some people here and there that James Franklin wishes were available, but That's just kind of how football goes. Matt, uh, I want to dive into a bunch of different comments from James Franklin and Mike Yurcich from this past week. These were made after a practice recently. We had already recorded our episode, and then uh, these press conferences, so to speak, or these media appearances came out. So really interested to dive into these. And speaking of James Franklin, that's where I want to really start off. Uh, He had a comment in regards to the young guys. Saying they're, quote, not as physical right now, and they need to be because they're thinking. That's definitely a big thing that he was talking about. And then also, there was an issue regarding reps. Uh, His quote went like this. Everybody is getting a ton of reps. That doesn't happen everywhere. Same thing in training camp. Some are getting a ton of reps because of injury, and then they either don't know what they're doing or they want to be dramatic about the amount of reps they're getting. Nobody cares. This isn't high school anymore. Get the job done. These are the same guys that during the fall are going to be complaining that they aren't getting reps. That's an adjustment now for a lot of young guys and transfers. Uh, When you hear that, uh, can you walk us through kind of what he's referring to in that reps in spring ball versus reps in training camp, obviously, versus reps in season?
1: Well, I think you know what I'm going to say about reps, Tom, and I love it because too bad there, there's, there's, are not enough reps to go around for everybody. Be thankful for the reps that you get and the opportunities that you get day in and day out, Tom. And it's one of those things where it's like, you you need to continue to prepare, um, every single day for those reps that you get, Tom. And guess what? Um, like, I you have to prepare for all the reps on the script that practice as well because you never know. You never know if somebody's going to break a shoelace. They're out, hey, Tom, take this next rep. You're in. If you're not prepping for those plays either, you're only prepping for the plays you may get. Well, then you're missing an opportunity. Mental reps are crucial as well, right? Look, Everything is filmed at practice, Tom. So if you're standing in the back and you're looking left and you're looking right, you're not paying attention. Coaches notice that. Or if you're standing in the back and you're taking mental reps and you're, you know, you're pointing to defenders or you know you're a linebacker and you're you're, you're calling out plays and defense and stuff like that, that shows up too. And they say, look at this guy. This guy's not even getting reps here, but he's he, he's he's paying attention. He's focused. He, he's prepared at all times. I feel like we could put this guy in at any point in time, and he's going to know exactly what's going on. So whether you're getting six reps a period, or three reps, or one rep a period, be ready for all the reps. Make the most of your opportunity and play well when you're put in. That's how you get more reps. You don't just show up and you know, hey, I'm I'm getting you know. Fifteen reps because I'm supposed to get no. You got out work. You got to compete. Be very thankful, very fortunate that the reps that you get, Tom, and you have to perform when you get those reps. um You know, but that's 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 something too. You know what he's talking about with you know guys being unhappy with reps, this and that. You, you're trying to get guys so many reps, but it's because you're trying to keep guys happy as well. So there's like. There, there's two there's 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 two sides to it. So, but I, I like the approach James has taken. You know where where he's talking about reps and and how reps are being uh, distributed and how and how guys are getting reps. And if you don't like it, then too bad. What was the distribution that you got used to under Paterno and
0: O'Brien? As I was saying, from spring to summer to yeah. regulars, because you've experienced everything from the walk on that they're like, you're just lucky to be here versus the dude who's the starting quarterback.
1: Yeah. So, um, like let's see if a twelve. Uh, uh, 12 play period that you have. And if you're, if I was taking the ones for that day, I might get seven. Right. And I might get seven. The backup might get three. And then the third string guy may get two, or it may be five, five, two, something, you know, something like that, that would depend mm-hmm. on the period. Um, depend on the practice, things like that depend on the day. Like in the NFL, Tom, like there, there'd be periods like when I, like my rookie year where like, you know, they'd, there'd be one rep left and be like, all right, Matt, go ahead, go ahead and take this one rep and it'd be a handoff. But heck, man, I ran in there. I'm like, absolutely, here we go. Let me hand the ball off. This is going to be the best handoff of the day. <laughs> um, but that's just, that's how it was. And it is what it is, but that uh, very slowly, I know they're only through four practices, right? But very slowly, Tom, you stack days, you, you, you build days, and and if you continue to do what you're supposed to, you continue to be prepared, you continue to do well with the reps that you're given. Instead of getting three reps today, Tom, tomorrow you're getting four. Then you're getting five. Next thing you know, it's like, hey, let's get this guy a couple reps with the ones. He's playing well. He's been really consistent for us. That way, like it's, it's hard to tell right now where, where guys are at through four practices, but once you hit eight, nine, ten, eleven, y- you have a really good chance to be able to separate yourself from your competition.
0: Yeah, and, and the the comments from James Franklin saying that like young guys and transfers are thinking and not you know reacting and not being as physical because they are thinking. That's To be expected, that's any level of sport, frankly, and that when you're just kind of getting used to anything, it takes you a minute and your your body's not exactly in tune with your mind. And there's going to be instances where you should be reacting as opposed to thinking. So all of those things are anticipated, but that seemed like James Franklin trying to nip something in the bud because he's very good about that when there's public opportunities to say something that's going to resonate with the team he takes it and he he phrased it very well I I agreed with everything he was saying is that yeah if you're getting a ton of reps right now and then that goes down a bit for instance Matt in summer because hey we've identified these guys are going to be the starters we need to prep them for the season that's expected but then don't throw a hissy fit after the fact because I was running all over the place in spring ball I was like yeah times change and that was an installation and evaluation process. That's how it and
1: goes. He, he, here's the thing too Tom, about what you're just talking about with you know guys thinking and not playing as fast as they possibly can play like or, or early on early your career and like you, you're just on campus or maybe it's your second spring or your first spring or whatever it may be like that's okay. As long as you break the huddle, you know where you're going. You know what you're supposed to do. You know what the assignment is. It may be taking you an extra second to kind of think through the play, think through the process, understand it. But again, as these days go by, and as the weeks go by in spring practice, like they can tell, like, all right, this guy is—he's just playing now. He's just playing. And there, but it could be you could be making the same mistakes you made practice two. Now you're making practice twelve. And again, it's like this guy just—he's not getting it. He's—he's just, he's just not getting it right now. He just doesn't understand what we're asking him to do right now. So that's what I was talking about. Like, like the next ten, you know, to twelve days or so, Tom. I'm—I'm I'm anxious to hear what Mike Ursic has to say. I'm anxious to hear what James Franklin has to say. If guys are still thinking or if they're playing faster and faster, what names they mention more? Who really begins to separate themselves here? You know, midway towards uh, towards the end of the spring.
0: Yeah, I do want to dive into some of the names that are, are standing out. Uh, everybody's favorite position to talk about right now is quarterback. So let's do that. Uh, Mike Yurcich, to your point, also had a chance to speak with the media and was speaking about Drew Aller, Bo Perbula. And I don't want to ignore Jackson Smolick From what I understand, basically the way Yurcich was talking about Smolik is that uh, he's a very poised kid. You know, he's 18. He's a very poised kid and as you such as words doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low, has good field vision, has a good understanding of the game, good high school coaching, but he's learning. And the way he put it was being able to put things on the, the blackboard in the QB room and then also being able to spit out the verbiage and you know what that's all about? That's just kind of getting the freaking play out of your mouth sometimes. So you expect that from a freshman that just got on campus. So I'm, I'm actually intrigued by some of the comments about Smolik, but obviously everybody's focusing on Aller and Prabula because there was obviously the comment when spring ball got started of quote, true competition at quarterback. Uh, Mike Yursich spoke very well of Drew Aller and saying, obviously the groundwork that Sean Clifford laid showing them how to prepare has paid dividends. He said that was, quote, aces from day one, and that both Aller and Probula have come in very, very prepared. He spoke highly of the way Probula has been competing, the way he's been working in the weight room, the way that his passing game is developing. His legs are definitely going to be a weapon at some point. But he spoke about Drew Aller in an interesting way, and in that he said, quote, Drew has really good vision. He understands the game. He's a tremendous worker. When you work really hard, good things happen. I know that's a cliche, but that sounds like to me, Matt, Sean Clifford and company instilled this preparation, this m- mindset towards preparation that has resonated with these young quarterbacks. What do you think?
1: Well, yeah, one of the best things for both of these guys. And, too, Tom, like what I thought was really really great about what Mike Yurcich had to say is that he was mentioning both of those guys a lot. He wasn't really talking about Drew. He wasn't really talking about Bo. Like Anytime he mentioned one, he brought up the other. Um, So again, you have to think there is real competition there. Um, But one of these, and again, this needs to be talked about more. And again, I'm glad you just talked about it, and I'm glad Mike Yurcich mentioned it. They had a guy that was on campus for six years playing quarterback there. At Penn State, they both had the chance to sit in that room every single day with that guy. And again, say what you want about Sean Clifford, but the kid won games. Kid threw for a lot of yardage. He threw for a lot of touchdowns. He played in a lot of football games. So to have that one year, you know, to be able to work with him on a daily basis, these guys are light years ahead of of other quarterbacks now. Really entering. That, that first true year where they have a chance to be the guy. And being the guy, Tom, like there's an opportunity for both of these guys to take it, to take it and run with it and, and be that next Penn State quarterback, right? I mean, Yersuch has talked about how, you know, they've been more vocal, um, mm-hmm. right? They are leading by example. These are all good things that you want to hear. Um, you know, so, so it's, it's a good thing. That's an open competition right now, but I think it's an even better thing that he's mentioning both of these guys, you know, talking about how, how hard they're working. Cause again, I think they're feeding off one or another right now. And again, for me, always being in a competition time in the off season, it brings the best out of you every single day. You got to fight, you got to scratch, you got to claw and everybody around you every day knows there's a competition as well. So these guys are going to bring it, man. This is going to be fun to watch.
0: Yeah, it's it. Overall, I'm very encouraged by it. You know, the, it, it, I understand people saying it's like, oh, well, you know, they're going to say all the appropriate public-facing things. That's not always the case with this coaching staff. They are very precise. James Franklin, especially. Mike Yurcich can be a little bit more um, politically correct. I think he, he was very careful to make sure that he addressed everybody, Smolik, as I included. But Franklin, especially, is really, really particular about those moments where he's like I'm going to point this out and I want this guy to hear this and I want this to land in this fashion so I don't really expect this coaching staff to pull punches they don't want to disregard hard work they don't want to single out certain guys when other guys deserve that credit so I I like the things that we're hearing thus far and from the limited availability that media does get to go to practices it sounds like the two of them are doing very well and there's a lot of talk about Drew Aller has this cannon for an arm. It's like, yeah, that's all well and good. It doesn't really matter if he can't hit anything, but it sounds like that's not a problem and that he's had good vision and he's he's learning and he's understanding what they're asking of him. The question that a lot of people are asking is the pass catchers, wide receivers especially. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll get to tight end in a minute, but wide receiver, some of the comments that came out uh, about Keandre Lambert-Smith were very interesting. James Franklin was saying that in regards to Keandre, Quote, we need Keandre to be the guy, a true number one, not just at Penn State, but in the conference and someone people talk about nationally. Trey Wallace has also had a really nice spring. We got to figure out who that third guy is going to be. Big question mark between now and week one. A number of guys are battling for it. That number three spot, who it's going to be. Or are we going to rotate that position all year long? you such echoed that. Keandre Lambert-Smith, quote, continues to do the little things. And Yurisic also went on to say that there are a lot of instances where they've experienced over the offseason that multiple wide receivers expressed wanting to step up Mm -hmm. to be the guy. It's fine to say that, but they wouldn't be saying, oh, he's continuing to do these things if he wasn't already doing them. I I think that sounds really positive for Keandre Lambert-Smith to be the one. What do you feel?
1: Well, there's a difference between just saying it or saying I want to be able to do it than actually going out and doing it, right? And again, Tom, like, n- not not taking anything away from this wide receiver group because we saw it at times last year, we saw it on in, in certain plays and in certain moments, but it wasn't there every single week. So, you know, for me, it's like I'm I'm having, you know, I'm having a hard time believing that that guy is there right now. I'm not saying he can't be there when they take the field in September, but I don't know. Right. And it's, 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 I'll compare it now to what we talked about last year with the run game. Right. They were talking about the run game, talking about about the run game. It's like, I don't know what it's going to look like because it didn't, it didn't change from week to week. Exactly. So now we know what, 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 what it looks like and what, it was in 2022 and what it's capable of becoming in 2023. This wide, like there's talent there, but it's been inconsistent. And now for them to want Keandre Lambert Smith to be able to take over and be that number one guy, like that'd be fantastic for Penn State. It'd be fantastic for the offense. It'd be great for these quarterbacks. If an experienced guy, a guy that's been uh, around the program for, for a number of years, the guy, the guy that's a senior, right, to be able to step up and say, I'm the number one guy here moving forward. We can't sit here and say that Tom until we actually see it and we actually know that that he can get the job, uh, you know, job done day in and day out. I know Mike Erschik just mentioned he's very proud of him. I know Mike Erschik has mentioned that he needs to stay the course, but that's it right there. He has to make he has to turn that page and become that consistent wide receiver that you need. And again, Keandre Lambert Smith, uh, you know, Trey Wallace, you know, we, we always mention Liam Clifford as well. Like these are the guys now that need to take advantage of the spring because you have McLean and you have Cephas coming in in the summer, Tom. And these are guys that have been around for a little while. They understand what it's like, they understand what training camp is like. They're going to want to compete as well. So, you know, th- this is a big, big part right now for this wide receiver group to be able to step up and for guys like Lambert Smith or Trey Wallace, Liam Clifford and company to say, like, we can get the job done for you before these guys even step foot on campus. And I understand, Tom, everybody's teammates at the end of the day. right? right? But this is what healthy competition looks like. And this is the way it is. Everybody wants to be the top dog.
0: Yeah. Um, I do want to take responsibility for an error on a previous podcast Malik McLean is actually already on campus he transferred immediately from Florida State Dante Cephas is going to be arriving uh, on the summer so that's That's on me from a recent episode but uh, uh, speaking on Malik McClain both Franklin and your kind of said the exact same thing is that they said he has great size uh, speed and competitiveness and that he's elevated a lot of guys in that wide receiver room Mm -hmm. which is which is great. That's that's awesome to hear. And McLean is maybe the biggest wide receiver next to Malik Mega uh, yeah. on the roster right now. So that's, that's great to hear. So in my mind, Matt, I'm thinking, okay, if you've got Keandre Lambert-Smith, Trey Wallace, and like say Malik McLean as your, in no certain order, one, two, three. That then that leaves a big door open for Dante Cephas. Is that Does Dante Cephas show up from Kent State in the summer? He will be there in the summer. Is that a guy who is going to blow the doors off everybody and be the number one? Uh, is he a dude who's going to come in and be that solidified two, three, four? It's really hard to predict right now, but I'm encouraged at least to hear that the coaching staff is liking what McLean can do. Are you looking for undeniably good hair and beard care? Then Maestro's Classic is perfect for you. Maestro's has beard washes, beard oils, beard butters, plus hair gels and pomades. It's one brand for every man. Visit maestrosclassic.com. That's M-A-E-S-T-R-O-S classic.com. And use our promo code paydirt fifteen paydirt15 at checkout for 15% off your order. Maestro's classic, crafting a better you. Are you a fan of rivalries? Are you a fan of smack talk? Do you like to stand out from the crowd at tailgates? If so, head over to Smack Apparel and check out what their team is geared up for this football season. Their let there be white tea is the perfect gear for those famous whiteout games at Beaver Stadium. Or get straight to the point with the worst tee for all the Ohio State haters out there. Smack Apparel makes the gear that'll have everyone asking where you got it. They have the must-have tees for all your teams, including pro football, baseball, basketball. Every fan is covered. Head over to their website, smackapparel.com, and use the promo code Paydirt at checkout for 10% off. Again, that's smackapparel.com promo code paydirt at checkout. Why wear boring when you can wear smack?
1: Yeah, and it's one of those things, too. It's like, well, these guys have you know these 15 practices throughout the spring to be able to kind of shape and mold that wide receiver room. But if you get to practice 15 time and you're looking around saying, I don't see it yet. Mm hmm. And if you're a guy like Cephas, I mean, there, there is a big door open there for you to come in and be able to take that job. I mean, that's why this spring is so crucial right now for these guys. And I know a lot of people talk about the spring and it's, you know, it's a this or it's that, but you, again, you have a really great opportunity to be able to separate yourself from the rest of the pack right now with these 15 practices. So, again, if you're a guy like Kendry Lambert-Smith and, you know, uh, a few of those other guys in the room, it's a big opportunity for where this coaching staff feels about you heading into the spring and heading to the tra- uh, training camp, especially when you got a guy in Dante Cephas coming from Kent state, who's a senior transfer playing a lot of football, made a lot of big plays for Kent state over the years. He's not, he's not coming to Penn state Tom just to be a veteran guy who, you know, can help mentor the younger wide receivers. That's not, that's not why he's going to be there. He, this guy's, this guy's coming to take over. Right, he's transferring from a school like Kent State to Penn State to say, "I've dominated, I've felt somewhat disrespected now, but now it's my turn to step into the Big Ten and take over."
0: It's very similar to Mitchell Tinsley at Absolutely. Western Kentucky transferring to Penn State. Whether or not it's the exact same thing, that remains to be seen. Uh, in regards to McLean, it's a different situation because I think he's got. It might be exactly three years of eligibility remaining. I'm not sure exactly the number, but there's room to grow. It's not necessarily the same thing as Tinsley or Cephas, where it's like I got one and then I'm done playing college football. So this is their last chance to really make an impression potentially towards the NFL draft. So I'm I'm encouraged to hear that McLean is showing up now and there's room to grow. That's positive. Um, Other pass catchers that are standing out, uh, tight end Khalil Dinkins was pointed out specifically by head coach James Franklin. He doesn't do that often. That was really cool. Uh, Khalil Dinkins obviously is a huge body, and he got to play a little bit last season, showed some flashes here and there. We know Tyler Warren and Theo Johnson are going to be the one and two in, in no certain order. Two guys who had some injuries last year, Warren especially. So you like to hear that Dinkins is there. But I mean, like the, the freaking depth at this position, Cross, Schlafer, and uh, talk about Rapelier is coming in the summer, and you've got uh, they, they just landed a big recruit for 2025, I believe, in uh, Reynolds. I uh, might have the year wrong, but like they just keep reloading at this position. And it's something you and I have talked about in regards to the way the offense evolved last year, leaning more into the run, into the tight ends. Feels really good that there could be a, a solid number three there, or even. I don't know if it's going to be exactly the same as last year, Matt, where you kind of have 1A, 1B, 1C with String Johnson, and Warren, but we got to wait and see.
1: You know, it's a, yeah, it, it creates so many possibilities for you as an offense. When you have a guy, when you have guys that can do a combination of things, the way they were able to use strange and Johnson last year. And then like some of the more exotic ways they were able to use Warren on that offense. Yes. Like when you get into the goal line, short yardage situations, obviously his ability to block and catch. So if you're a de- D you're, you're defensively, Tom, when these guys are running out in certain packages, you can't play it certain ways you have to play it honest as a defense because you've got guys that have this hybrid approach or this hybrid style of play that they can do anything um and that's what they need to continue to do tom like i mean if you can have wide receivers that you don't know if it's run pass whatever the percentages are because they both do but they they do it well you've got good talent at the wide receivers at the x's and the z you've got good slot wide receivers you can get as crazy as you want with shifts, formations, motions, adjustments to do everything you can to to just confuse defenses with the weapons that you have. I mean, they have it there, Tom. They have the talent there. I think right now again it's about the consistency of it, it's about the trust of it. And it's just it's finding what every one of those wide receivers do well and it's just finding those packages, those plays, those concepts to really to really succeed and to really be able to play fast. It's something Yursich
0: said is that, quote, we want our offense to be very difficult to defend. You go, And there aren't a whole lot of offenses in the country that are truly difficult to defend in both the run and the pass and you know the possibilities of what a quarterback can do in and out of the pocket. There aren't a lot of them. Uh, Penn State, I would say, had limitations last year within the offense, but an explosive run game. Uh, good opportunities in the passing game that hopefully can improve, and Dinkins being part of that arsenal is great. Uh, Speaking of the running backs, one thing that was asked of Mike Yurcich is, you know, is there anybody in particular that's stepping up as the number three tailback? We all know about Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen. The big thing Yurcich said is that we're just looking to build depth there. And specifically, Matt, he said there's no specific role that we're trying to put somebody in. And what I take away from that is that it's not necessarily something where they need a Zach Zwinak, who's a thumper, and it's not necessarily something where they need a scat back who's 190 pounds and can catch passes out of the backfield. It's kind of may the best man win. In your mind, if you're calling the shots for the Penn State offense, what would that third tailback role look like behind Singleton and Allen?
1: Yeah, it might be Bo Prabula. I don't, you know what I, I, I mean? Because you have again one of the better one-two punches in all of America, and if I've got a guy like Pabula, who you know you don't, and then yoursich even talked about this, and I completely agree with him. You don't want to label a guy as a dual threat type guy because he has the ability to throw the football. Yeah, he's athletic. He can run. He can create. He can he can get outside the pocket for you and do and do good things on the run. Um, but you know you want to be able to build depth you want to be able to create depth at the running back spot again this is the big 10 it's a long season guys get banged up you know guys break shoelaces in the middle of the game you want to have a third guy that you can trust and go in there but if i'm if i'm you know doing this one two punch throughout the course of a game tom and it's going really really well and i want to get Probule involved in well in some type of potential you know option type thing uh, or, you know, quick game or sprint out or boots and things like that, get him out of the pocket. I think that can be very dynamic, um, you know, to do as an offense. You want to talk about being one of the more difficult offenses to, to, to guard, in all of college football, you mix in a combination with these wide receivers, tight ends, you've got Singleton, you've got Allen, and now you've got a permula package where, again, you don't know if it's a run or pass or if he's, or if he's you know sprinting outside the pocket and, and doing things like that. So th- there's a lot that they can do, Tom, but until I think they have a third guy where they can really count on, um, I think that's a great thing to take a look at. With that, with that P- perbula type package as a third style of, of your run game,
0: I, I think that's a really good observation considering the amount that we've heard about perbula coming out of this mm. spring camp and, and winter workouts as well. I, I can understand the fans out there being like, is there something wrong with Drew Aller? It's like, no, I don't, I, I really don't believe so. I believe that perbula is being groomed to fill in in that running game and help out in ways that are, uh, Exotic, hopefully. So we'll see about that. Um, let's turn our attention to the defense very briefly. Uh, two people that uh, were, were mentioned by James Franklin uh, and Mike Yursich uh, is... Elliot Washington, a very young linebacker, and we've talked about who's going to step up as that linebacker, that third linebacker, with Abdul Carter and Curtis Jacobs. Not sure if that's going to be Elliot Washington, but James Franklin went as far as to say there was a specific play during practice last week that he took from Elliot Washington and he put it up in front of the entire team during practice. You would know from experience that when a freshman, a freshman gets their play put up in front of everybody watching film that's that doesn't happen a lot. And especially kind of showing up maybe some older guys that can I can ruffle some feathers. But I was like, oh, that's really cool. that's that's neat to hear Washington stepping up. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be that third linebacker, but it's positive.
1: It doesn't. uh, Yeah, that doesn't happen. You know what I mean, Tom? Like it's it says that, hey, kid, listen, we're paying attention to what you're doing. We see Mm -hmm. what you're doing. We appreciate what you're doing. And now everybody needs to see exactly what you're doing, because, again, we're four practices in and you're already earning the respect of the coaching staff. So guess what, man? We appreciate the effort. We don't care if you're a freshman, junior, senior, whatever it may be. You're working hard for us every single day. Now everybody deserves to see this, and again, that 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 can be looked at too as a shot to the other guys, where it's like, guys, pick it up because we've got a freshman playing hard. Um, You know, let's let's start competing here a little bit.
0: Yeah. Love it. Lights a fire under people. Uh, And last on the defense, uh, another correction I have to make. This is my mistake from a few weeks ago. Storm Duck is also somebody who transferred immediately from UNC. So he's been on campus for quite some time now uh, and apparently is doing very well during spring ball. James Franklin uh, went as far as the detail and instance where Storm Duck was reading the coverage perfectly and could have made a huge hit on a receiver, but obviously it's practice. So he didn't. And he just showed that he could, that he could have lit the guy up if he wanted to, but he, he was a pro for lack of better description. And he said that quote, storm duck has earned the respect of everybody very, very quickly. You and I have talked about this secondary. I mean, it is just filthy. It seemed like adding storm duck was just gilding the lily. When you hear that and you add him to Johnny Dixon, Kalen King, Daquan Hardy, the guys at safety, they're going to fill in for take Brown. I mean, what's what's the limit for well, the secondary I,
1: i'm really i'm really impressed though with you know and and i know it sounds silly to say but it, it's impressive what storm duck did with that play that james franklin had talked about tom because you're a new guy on campus you want to make an impact you want to compete you want to play right but at the same time he understands that you know we're a team, I, I don't need to try to show somebody up by 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 hitting somebody or hurting you know, somebody or hurting yeah. oh, somebody. Yeah. Exactly. But that that you know, that stuff happens, happens in practice at times, Tom. But to, to be a guy like Storm Duck and and to not be able to do that again, it just shows you that this guy's a team player. He wants to be a part of this unit. Um, you know, which so that's again, it, it may sound silly to talk about that, but that is very, very important. I'm glad James Franklin brought that up. But I can see like how many times have we mentioned Johnny Dixon as the year went on? last year right from where he was early on in the the year to where to where he finished i I can see storm duck having a type of year that johnny dixon had i mean and and it's just in a secondary like that with so much depth and so much talent to not be able to guy to add a guy like storm duck um who again seems like everybody's already starting to respect this guy and appreciate the effort and the job that this guy's doing on daily basis already i mean arguably you know, the the best secondary in America.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's a possibility of them uh, building up to that, but it's just everything right now out of camp sounds encouraging. Yes, mm-hmm. there are guys who are a little bit banged up and they're just working through the process right now. Mm-hmm. But Matt, like I... I I think like most Penn State fans is like you hear some positive things and like still things to grow on guys that are being, quote, dramatic about raps or something and young guys thinking and need to learn and a little faster so they can be more physical, normal things that you would hear. But as a Penn State fan, you hear kind of like, oh, like things are going well. You, you, you almost don't believe it. You're kind of like, <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know, like you're waiting for the shoe to drop. But I'm like, no, like everything that we
1: continue to hear is, is positive. Yeah. Yeah. You want to hear what else? But, but. Is there a butt? is there a butt. butt. yeah I'm (laughs)
0: terrified that it's going to be like Drew Aller when he was in a walking boot and a scooter or something like that oh no this is a really big deal but it just there continues to be positive signs coming out of this spring practice period and we hope that continues to build so uh, we're going to keep an eye on all these developing stories and uh, position battles especially and we cannot wait for the blue white game so thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week. Thank you all so much for joining us. This episode and our entire library of shows is available now on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, let us know what you think of the show on Twitter at qb 11 and at Tom Hannafin. Pay Dirt is presented by Bet Online and by Funk Brewing. Thanks again, everyone, and join us next week for more Pay Dirt.